All right. Here we go. Fritzberger and Blood and Faith.com. 7th of October, 2023. It's hunting season in a lot of places in America. I probably won't get out this fall, but I've got, I've got some other things that we've got to talk about. It's hunting season against MAGA Americans right now. You've noticed that. And this is a pattern that you, 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 we all need to pay attention to. A day or two ago, Hillary Clinton, the great, noble, highly exalted, former Secretary of State, former Senator, failed presidential candidate, had an interview with the New York Times, and she called for formal deprogramming of MAGA Americans. 50% of Americans have voted for Trump in 2020. Being generous. This is the same person that called uh, called a certain percentage of us the deplorables in flyover country. They're talking about the same group of people that Biden said were irredeemable, about 15% of Americans, that we are irredeemable. And you've got Joe Biden standing up there repeatedly now. It's the same message. He said it before the 2022 congressional elections. He said it a couple days ago. Those of us that, that refuse to submit to their Antichrist agenda are the enemies of democracy, the enemies of the Constitution, the enemies of the rule of law, the enemies of American society. Oh, and you read about the FBI under Merrick Garland, who is now explicitly targeting mega Republicans. Explicitly targeting MAGA Republicans, not the BLMers, not the Antifas, not the people who were burning our cities a while back, a couple years ago. No, we're not going to target them. We're going to target white Christian conservatives. It's all coming together. This is good news, bad news. I, I've been busy this week. I haven't, I haven't posted as much in, in podcasts and videos. I've been busy writing. I work full-time, by the way, but I've been busy doing a little bit of writing in my spare time. So I encourage you to go to bloodandfaith.com and look that up. The gloves are coming off. The facade of we are all Americans is gone. We are not all Americans in their mind. We're not. And they accuse you and I of doing what they're doing themselves, which with their bigotry, their hatred, their intolerance, their viciousness, and their violence. They're claiming that we do what they in fact have been doing for years now. When you slap handcuffs on a man and you throw him in a steel cage, that's a kinetic action. That's violence. When you point M4s and, and, and pistols at men and throw them into chains, that's kinetic force. That's violence. When a police officer shoots a woman, an unarmed woman in the neck when she's in a public place with no consequences and gets awarded, that's kinetic force. That's violence. And when the leaders of the elite come out and call for a formal deprogramming of American citizens who happen to have a different political point of view, 
What is formal deprogramming? What does that mean? Is that a government program where people are forced to go to, I don't know, what is he thinking? That we're forced into camps, we're forced into prisons? This isn't some random thing. Hillary Clinton does not get sit-down interviews with the, with the New York Times at a certain time when Biden's saying the same thing by chance. This is their agenda. This is their program. Newsweek comes out with a story saying, hey, man, the, the extremists amongst us, the terrorists amongst us, MAGA Republicans amongst us, and they're literally doing to us what they accuse us of doing. We've been very peace, peaceful. We've been extremely peaceful. January 6th was not a violent insurrection. It, believe me, that, <laughs> it, it was not. There's no weapons there on, on the side of the, the J6ers. BLM and Antifa, they're the ones burning down cities, throwing Molotov cocktails at, at federal police, burning police cars. They're the ones that were violent. They get treated with kid gloves because they're part of the system. They're part of the system. They're part of the group that runs this place. And now they're normalizing camps for you and I. Formal system of deprogramming. FBI targeting mega Republicans. And this is not a Trump show, you know that. I had somebody tell me this morning, he said, Fritz, you need to be quiet and tone your stuff down and just stick to the Bible and not get involved in politics. I said, I said honey, <laughs> tells you who, who was telling me this. The problem is I do just stick to the Bible. That's the problem. The problem is I do just stick to the Bible. That's all I talk about is the Bible. All I talk about is the, is the Holy Scriptures. That is the problem. That's exactly what the problem is. I stick to the Holy Scriptures. That's the problem. That's what housed them outraged. Now, what, the, what a certain group of people has done is convince Christians to not talk about, oh, let's say 80% of the Bible. A certain group of people has got the Christians convinced that they can't talk about what Jesus Christ talked about, what Paul talked about, what Stephen talked about, what Moses talked about, what Jeremiah talked about. Oh, you can't say this. You can't say that. And they'll cherry-pick cherry a couple of Scriptures out there. Oh, you need to submit to the authorities. My problem is I do stick to the Scriptures. That's my problem. I do say what the Scripture says. And, and, and I responded this morning. I said, you know what? There was this dude named Moses. He marched into a foreign country, marched up to Pharaoh, and he said, let my people go. That's political meddling. Hello, hello. That's called political. That's getting, getting involved politically and economically to destroy an antichrist system. That's what Moses did. It's just about slavery. Slavery's not a political issue. Slavery's not an economic issue. Who has convinced you to dump 80% of the Holy Scriptures, Pastor? Moses marches up to Pharaoh in Pharaoh's country. The legitimate ruler, as far as I can tell, of, of Egypt. But he was an Antichrist ruler. He was Antichrist. Oh, Jesus wasn't born yet. Come on. you all got to have an understanding of the Scriptures. Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and the Beginning. I'm the source and origin of all things, and I'm the purpose and destiny of all things. He says in Revelation 1.8.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through Jesus Christ long before He incarnated 2,000 years ago. He was in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. He spoke face to face as a man speaks with a friend to Moses. Something the Father did not do. No man has seen the Father. Jeremiah, they didn't try to kill Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, because he was feeding the hungry and healing the sick and talking about going to heaven someday and how God loves you and forgives you. That's not why they tried to murder him. He challenged the political orthodoxy of the day. He challenged those who claim to speak for God. He says, you're liars and you're hypocrites. You don't speak for God. And they, and they, they said, you're undermining our authority. You're undermining democracy in, 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 in the nation of ancient Israel. <laughs> you're undermining the king. You're undermining civic authority. We need to kill you because you're a MAGA whatever 3,000 years ago. Mm, 2,600 years ago. Anyway, long time ago. Same thing. They didn't murder a Jesus Christ because He fed the hungry and healed the sick and raised the dead and preached about God's love and forgiveness. That's not why they murdered Him. They murdered Him because He fundamentally undermined the political order of His day. He told the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the chief priests, the elders, and the leaders of the people, you're illegitimate. You're rebels against God Almighty. You stand in rebellion against God. You're the, you're, you're the seed of the serpent. You're the devil's own children. He fundamentally undermined their authority. And he went back and Jesus Christ preached the same message that Moses preached, same message that Isaiah preached, same message that, that Jeremiah preached. Same message that all the prophets preached. The law of God, the prophets of God, the Messiah of God, Jesus Christ. But they, for generations, rejected Jesus Christ. They murdered Him because He undermined their political position. He undermined the authority they had in society. He came to set men free to speak the truth. And it shattered the stranglehold they had over the generations. That's why they murdered him. Stephen makes it very explicit. He goes up in Acts chapter 7. He gives them the whole history of your people. He said, it wasn't God Almighty that you worship coming out of Egypt, was it? Was it you people? You brought along the star of your god, Ramtha. And you sacrificed to these false gods. You're the ones who murdered the prophets. And now you've murdered the righteous ones. The righteous one, Jesus Christ. And they murdered him for it. They murdered Stephen for it. Soon as Saul converts from an evil Jew to loyalty to Jesus Christ, they try to murder him. And they're out there and they got you convinced that you're the problem. They got you out there convinced that you're the one that's intolerant and divisive. 
That you're the one that are trying to undermine the, the rule of law and truth. It's the same playbook for 3,000 years with the same players. I, I, I'm, tired, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to speak anymore of right and left, political, uh, Democrat, Republican. It's Christ versus Antichrist. Pastors, they've got you convinced to stay out of politics while they get involved in politics and determine the right and left boundaries of what you can talk about. There you go, right and left again. While they determine the boundaries of what you... They, they control the Overton window. And they're scared. Right now, they're scared. Because enough of us, you and me included, are saying, literally, to hell with y'all. I mean that theologically. To hell with y'all. We're not going to hell with you. We're not going along with that. We're not going to send our kids to schools where you teach them to be homos and trannies. We're not doing that. Over my dead body. We're not doing that. And that's your minimum duty as a Christian. That's your minimum duty as a father, as a mother, even if you're not a Christian. You owe, we owe our lives to the next generation. Oh, this terrifies him. Oh, he's an extremist. Fritz is an extremist. He's a domestic violent extremist. He's racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. He checks all the boxes. If you don't check some boxes, and if you're not on our list, you're a traitor. You're a traitor to Jesus Christ. Why do you think they murdered him? Why do you think they called him demon-possessed? Why do you think they called him illegitimate, the son of a Samaritan? They wanted to undermine his legitimacy in the eyes of the people. Warn people away from him so he didn't have the power. So that's what, that's the, and they, 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 they slandered the Holy Spirit. They blasphemed the Holy Spirit. He doesn't heal by the power of the, of the, of the, 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 the Spirit of God. He heals by Beelzebul. They blaspheme the Holy Spirit of God. Those Pharisees blaspheme the Holy Spirit of God. Y'all are wondering about the unforgivable sin because you're 22 years old and you're acting like a 22-year-old male. Oh, I got different. No, 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 no. The Pharisees did that in context in the Bible. They come out and Jesus Christ is literally healing people and casting out devils by the Holy Spirit. And the Pharisees, the leaders of the Jews, the equivalent of today's rabbis, are telling everybody He does it by the power of Satan. They blaspheme the Holy Spirit. It's the unforgivable sin. Not in this life, not in the next life. Will that ever be forgiven? And they said, he, did, he wasn't born, he wasn't conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was born of fornication. His daddy was a Samaritan or a Roman or somebody, but he was born of, he, no. He was conceived of by the Holy Ghost. There's another strike against them. Committing the unforgivable, unpardonable sin. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, now is the time to strike. Now is the time to strike. Get up in your pulpits and speak. Say what Jesus Christ said. The Bible is very clear about who the enemy is. And, it, and it, yeah, it's the devil, but the devil has his. Frontline troops. They're called the synagogue of Satan. They're called the seed of the serpent. They're called the devils, the devil's own children. 
John 8, Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9, Genesis 3, 15. Paul makes it, well, Jesus makes it very explicit. Paul, add on to Paul, 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16. 80 different references to those people in the book of Acts alone. And if you don't believe me, go read what the Jews have to say. Go read what the Jews have to say about the New Testament. Go read what the Jews have to say about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, and on and on and on. Go read what John said about the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist. Those people who, are, who deny the Father and the Son, those who deny the Son, if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. And, and, and somehow they've got the church convinced to reject 1 John 2.22. John 8, 44. Revelation 2, 9. Revelation 3, 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16. Got the church convinced to walk away from the Word of God. It's deception, because that's what the devil does. The Bible says he deceives the whole world. Deception in the church. False prophets in the church that go out and they claim that the Antichrist is God's chosen. False prophets in the church. And you got entire denominations that they're either politically on the left, and those that are naturally, well, there you go again. They're politically, they've chosen the Antichrist. The Pope is one of them. They're marrying men, they're marrying women, they're blessing the homosexual. Open borders, they don't believe in borders. Funny how that happens. Funny how uh, the first armed border guard is the Garden of Eden. First arm, border guards, our garden of Eden. Well, God made man perfect before sin. He put him in a place with boundaries and borders. Put him in the garden. He planted a garden in Eden. And he put him in the garden. In the garden. He put him in a place with borders. Then he man says, he says, okay, you're out of here. He cast him out of, of, of Eden. And he put an armed border guard up. And somehow you think it's Christian not to have borders? The example of the whole world for that was to be the, uh, an example for all the nations was the ancient nation of Israel. No relation to the current incarnation that's not an incarnation, it's an antichrist entity. And God said, they got, not only do they have borders for ancient Israel in the land of Canaan, who was the son of Ham, antichrist, he gave him the land of an Antichrist people, kicked him out, told him to destroy those people, and he said, here's your borders. He, the Bible outlines the specific borders. He said, these are the borders. And then within that land, here's your 11 tribes and two half-tribes. Here's the borders for those lands. Here's the borders. Oh, but we can't have borders. No, no. Oh, that's Old Testament. Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 17, 26. He made from one man all the different ethnos, all the different groups. And he gave them their times and their borders. And the churches, A, they're ignorant. They've had bad theology. I mean, I didn't get it. I, I, I wasn't born with this. I didn't get this. I didn't read it in a book. What I give you, I didn't read in a book. I woke up one day and I said, my God, I've told you this story before. But I said, God, there's a, there's a demonic, unnatural hatred towards the white race. Now, I've gone through, I got my PhD. I've had all the Marxist professors. 
I've, I, I, you know, I read Marx and Engels and I read Lenin, I, all that stuff. That's just what you do in grad school. And I just thought, well, you know, it's just a communist deception. No, man, it goes way deeper than that. And finally I had to wake up and say, I, I need to find out what's going on. And the only thing I trust is the Holy Scriptures. That's the only thing I trust. And I got in the Holy Scriptures and it goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15. Seed of the woman and seed of the serpent. And trace all the way forward to, to, to John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. He talks about the brood of vipers. Well, that is the seed of the serpent. And Jesus Christ is very explicit who those seeds of the serpent is. Who the brood of vipers is very explicit about it. John 8.44 Ye are of your father the devil. Matthew 12.34 You brood of vipers, how shall you escape the sentence of hell? Matthew 21. Hey, the kingdom is going to be taken away from you and given to a different ethnos. Ethnos. Different ethnic, ethnic group. Oh, we're all the same. We're all one. We're all together. Uh-huh, really. Well, why did Jesus Christ say that? you got bad theology. you got ignorant theology. And anybody says, oh, we're all one in Christ. There's neither male nor female, slave nor free, Greek nor Jew. You're probably one of those churches that's got unisex bathrooms. Right? You got unisex bathrooms, right? You believe in that scripture, so you got unisex bathrooms. You're marrying uh, two men together because there's neither male nor female. Is that what you're doing? You're friends with the world, so you literally elevate the Jew as, as God's chosen. The false. Jesus said, hey, they're, they're, not even, they're not even real Jews. They're not real Jews, dude. They're not real Jews. They're liars. They're Satan's synagogue. Revelation 2 9. He repeats it. Revelation chapter 3, verse 9. But you're a better Christian than Jesus Christ. You're a better Christian than Jesus Christ. Just face it. Jesus Christ is, is old. He's 2,000 years old. And, you know, he was a bad Christian. He was influenced by his times. And he was racist. And he was sexist. And he was homophobic. And he was anti Semitic. And we need to reje reject him. And, and we'll come out with Jesus 2.0 or 2.5 or 3.0. This is what the church has done. They've forsaken Jesus Christ. And if you want proof of that, Look at the condition of our formerly Christian societies where we're teaching trannies, trannies in grade school, and nobody voted for this, nobody asked for it. The churches are silent. Oh, yeah, they'll go and wring their hands. Oh, oh, I guess the rapture's coming soon. <laughs> Listen, flat out telling you, it's going to get more exciting from here. It's going to get even more exciting. There's a shaking going on. And either you and I are going to get deprogrammed in the same way that the communists deprogrammed Russian Christians in the gulags and murdered them by the tens of millions. The same way Mao deprogrammed his folks when he had the Maoist revolution. Murder by tens of millions. The same way Castro deprogrammed the bourgeois, the bourgeoisie and the capitalist. He put them up against a wall and shot them. By the way, who called for the putting up people against a wall? Um, Greta Thunberg? Put them up against a wall? She said, put them up against a wall. Pastors, you ain't got no choice. You don't have any more choice than Moses had, than Jesus had, than Stephen had, than Paul. Why do you think they wanted to murder Paul? If they don't want to murder Paul, you, what's wrong with you? I mean, I ask myself that every day. I asked myself that six, seven, eight years ago. 
I said, God, nobody even knows who I am. They don't care about me. And that's called a clue. Oh, I had the right ideas in my head. But let me tell you, in, in, in communist Russia, in the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, you could believe in Jesus Christ between your ears as long as it never came out of your mouth. Hello? Same as in communist China. Same as in Cuba. I could believe in Jesus Christ between my ears as long as it didn't come out of my mouth. I started having things come out of my mouth and then the, the, the U.S. government, employees in the U.S. government said, well, you can't work here anymore. You can't work here anymore because you have religious ideas and you dare to speak them out of your mouth. We hate you. Death threats. Public people, people publicly calling for me to be terminated and arrested and everything else. Investigated by federal law enforcement. Why? Because I expressed my personal religion out of my mouth. That's why. I said the things that offended the Antichrist. And the Antichrist took notice. Very simple. Very simple. Nobody paid attention to what I was writing until the little Antichrist running around decided to give me a little free publicity. Oh yeah, you're going to be famous. You say what I'm going to say, and you're going to be famous in your city. You'll have news articles written about you. My question to you is, why do you want to avoid that? Why do you want to avoid Jesus said, pick up your cross, man, follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. He said, look, if they call me Beelzebul, they're going to call you the same thing. And if they're not, I mean, I had to wake up. I had to say, what's wrong with you? Well, the answer is, I kept my mouth, A, I kept my mouth shut. B, when I did open it up, I only said the things that were acceptable to the Antichrist. I was only willing to say things that were acceptable to the Antichrist. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, love people, forgive people, go to heaven, heal the sick. That's wonderful. Here's a little golf clap. And I started talking about things like, well, you know what I've been talking about. God's claims are, are not minor. He's not asking for uh, you know 2% of your gray matter. Jesus Christ is literally the king of every nation. And the nation on earth that won't serve him will be destroyed. Jesus Christ said this out of his mouth. He said very clearly, Luke chapter, I want to say it's 19. He, he comes out and he says, hey, all these people here that didn't want me to rule over them, bring them and slaughter them in my presence. How's that for a good Christian? Oh, you can't say that. That's intolerant. That's divisive. Exactly. <coughs> Jesus Christ is intolerant and He's divisive. He said, I didn't come to bring a peace. I, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. You don't hear this in the pulpits. And, and I've been as guilty. I'm just as guilty. I'm just trying to find my way out of it. I'm trying to light the light so a few other people can find their way out of it. I've been just as guilty. Because you don't see, you don't have any role models out there. There's no role models in the pulpits. Everybody, you know, we let's we just... You know, you think they're radical if they, they say a word against homosexual marriage or, or, or pro-life. Oh, he's a real radical. How about establishing Christian nations? How about naming the Antichrist? How about naming the seed of the serpent? How about putting names and faces to the enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Then you'll get the same reaction to Paul and Jeremiah and Moses and Stephen. 
and Peter and John got. Kill him. It's deplorable. He needs to be deprogrammed. FEMA camps, crucifixion, jail, the lash. Where's the church? Come on, church. This is the greatest opportunity we'll ever have to stand up and speak. Oh, I don't know enough. Oh, I, I probably say it wrong. Yeah, well, guess what? I started too at some point. I started too. I started too, you know, in, in, in fear and trembling. And, and, you know, got my little squeak out there. Squeak here, squeak there. I got my, I got a couple boys. They're going to go down to the weight room. You, you think they started bench pressing uh, 200 pounds? <laughs> You start, man. You start. You get out there and you mix it up and you start. Squeak, squeak. Oh, I hear another little bird. Oh, is there another voice? The Almighty's looking down from heaven. Oh! Look at that. I got somebody else that's, that's, that, that's grown a pair. They're out there trying to say something. Well, how about that? Oh, look at that. Next week he's a little bigger, a little stronger. Oh, he encouraged somebody. There's another little squeak out there. Somebody else is squeaking. Look at that. Maybe things are turning around. We all are waiting on the Almighty, and the Almighty is lit, looking down at us, waiting on us to grow up, literally to grow a pair. Oh, that's offensive. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how you start? You start. Y'all have heard the story about the man who doesn't know what he's supposed to do in life, and the answer is, well, you get moving. You can always change direction. You can always shift your rudder around. But if you sit there waiting for something to fall out of the sky, you're going to sit there forever. Get moving. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.